Hey everyone, welcome to JoJo's World. Hello everyone, I don't know what is the... I'm Liam S. Smith, language. one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Ballantyne, the other one of the co-hosts. Today we watched... No, that's not how we do this. <laughs> this is our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion show. Today we watched episode uh, 15... 16. 16. 16 of yep. Stardust Crusaders, the third part of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Ooh. entitled The Lovers, part one. <gasps> it's a two-parter. A lot of two-parters. From here on out. Are there? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Wasn't quite expecting that. Smattering of one-parters still to come. But but not quite as many. Largely the encounters get more elaborate and so need more screen time. Yeah, I imagine after, you know, all the easy stuff is done, they're like, okay, now we need to have real logic. Though, as we've discussed a bit for the last couple of weeks, that does mean you have some first parts that are kind of slow-paced. Case in point. This one. Well, actually, no, this one was pretty good, I think. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of tension, but there wasn't much sort of action, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, it was just like, this is the setup. Yeah. So, the narrator tells us the gang, after leaving that graveyard last time, have acquired a carriage. Uh-huh. This carriage. D- yep, this, uh, it's this got carriage. A, a horse with a gaudy saddle and bridle out the front. It's a black horse. It's it's ornate. It yeah, that's ornate. a good way to put it. Like, it is covered in silver... Uh, statues statues and ornaments that come off the top like it's got jewels in them as well yeah i don't know where they got this carriage <laughs> but they beat up a maharaja yeah it feels like they just found a prince punched him up we're like we need this carriage bye and they're going to karachi an area of pakistan with a lot of commerce a lot of commerce yes ah, nice. ah. op <laughs> literally op it took me by surprise because I was like, oh, how'd they get the carriage? Let's have a flat. No, it's mm-hmm. just the OP. That's it. After the opening, the gang roll on into a town and uh, Joseph is all, hey, there's a guy selling Donna kebabs. I'll get us some. And so begins the haggling process. This is like, this, if this were a video game, this would be a weirdly elaborate haggling mini game. <laughs> it would be. Because the narrator is like, now I'm going to teach you how to haggle. <laughs> yeah, it's, it starts off like, now, normally people would just buy kebabs. But the logic of Japan and the West doesn't apply in the Middle East. No, so you kind of have to haggle your way for things here. So Joseph is in the foreground of the shot and the kebab salesman who... He's wearing like uh, thick glasses. And like a, a robe and hood. And he looks very sketchy. He's looming in the background, semi-transparent. And at one point, sinister light flashes across the dark lenses of his glasses. But this is normal here. Because yeah. after all, it would be the idiot who bought it that would be at fault. Oh, the narrator also introduces us to Donna Kebabs and describes them as the hamburgers of the Middle East. To be fair, I always refer to kebabs as meat bananas. So That's weird. Well, I mean, you kind of peel off the like paper that you have, I or guess the metal. So. Yeah. And then they're filled with meat, so they're kind of like a meat banana. I still think it sounds weird, but... I mean, that's the intention. Man, I kind of want to get a kebab for dinner tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Let's all go out for kebabs. I'm sure there is a kebab place nearby. Yeah. There's always a... There's a kebab place in Mundaring. Is it good? It's all right. Should we get it next next game night? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, maybe, if you want. Who knows? We'll just be like, okay, guys, we're not going to start yet. We're all going to go get kebabs. Woo! That'd be great. It's a slab of meat placed on a spit. The outside of it roasts, and then you shave it off and put it in a... A bit of bread. The narrator says bread, but it's not... It's not... Your typical bread. It's specific sort of... It's like flat... It's like a wrap. Yeah, it's flat bread. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it's kind of bread. Do they have much in the way of kebabs in the US? Do people know what we're talking about? Uh, I would certainly hope so. I'm pretty sure... You're missing out if you don't. I mean, I'm pretty sure 80% of the world has a kebab shop next door. Well, because I know certainly that there's much more in the way of burritos and stuff over in the States. So I wonder if that feels the same niche. True. 
Well, I think that's more like a, man, I want to like, you know, feel what true pain is. I'll go get a burrito versus, man, it's 2 a.m. The burrito place is 2 a.m. I'm drunk. Gonna shovel some meat and bread in my mouth. Exactly. Lamb kebab with a bit of garlic sauce. Oh, God. Shit. Why do you do this to me? <laughs> so the guy is like, okay, they're a thousand yen each. And Joseph, the narrator tells us that first you have to laugh as if you've seen through his trick. <laughs> a thousand yen? That's like $10, you fool. Don't mock me now. And then he says, how much? And then you'll have to lowball him and you'll say 250 yen for five. And it's so low you feel guilty even for asking that price. Yeah, the narrator will tell us at this point he will act as if you've offended him and he can't support himself off that. And he will say, seriously, my family would starve to death if I sold them for that little. And then he will make a gesture as if his head were being cut off. (laughs) He will always do this. (laughs) If he doesn't do this, there's a bug in the game. But it's okay. At this point, you walk away. And you're like, oh, well, I'll just buy it off someone else then. And he's like, okay, friend, I like foreigners. Let's talk. And then you haggle. How about 300? 650. How about 400? They settle on 425 eventually. After like, a lot of haggling. At this point, you, aka Joseph, yep. will walk away and think, I got it for less than the half the original price. I made out like a bandit. And then he'll be thinking, ha, I normally sell them for 150 yen here in, in Pakistan. Ha ha ha. Idiot. But wait, no, I'm the idiot. Oh no. So Joseph is walking back with his kebabs. He looks very happy. Yeah. Right but up then, until. Old lady Enya's awake. What? How is she awake? I guess she was unconscious for the whole carriage acquisition adventure. Yeah, th- okay, this is the other thing is, <laughs> they had to carry Anya somewhere to get the carriage, yep. and she's not awake. I mean, they're all strong. True, they are Except like- maybe Kakuin. They are like nine feet tall yeah. each, yeah. They just hold her in one hand, <laughs> in the palm of one hand. Yeah. I can even lift, lift this old woman. <laughs> Why would I do this? <laughs> She's awake, she looks terrified, and she's like, Why are you here? I haven't said anything, I'm loyal to Lord Dio. At this point, everyone looks a bit confused. Because she's staring at the kebab salesman. Menacing katakana flows across the screen. Or is it... I can't remember. I know it's menacing. Yes. That's all I know. I kind of want to get a, get a pin of that, uh, that character. Because I've been collecting enam- enamel pins lately. Oh, that would be so good. I saw on eBay... For 500 US dollars, uh-huh. a sheet of pins with all just character designs and simple designs uh, from both parts one and part three of Judge's Bizarre Adventure. Ooh. It's way too expensive for me, but it would be neat to have. But not part two. I, I, I mean, I'm sure it exists. I just didn't see it. Yeah. Uh, in particular, the one that I want is um, it's a little pin of the To Be Continued arrow. Oh, yes. That's a lot of fun. Oh, that'd be so good. Yeah. Then everything I do when I, I'm about to do something and freeze becomes a meme. Literally, anytime you have a conversation and you're like, oh, I'm getting bored now. Pause for dramatic effect. Roundabout kicks in. Tap the pin. Oh, yeah, I, I also need to make it battery powered, so I tap it and it, it starts playing roundabout. <laughs> yeah. Watch some footage of Prey last night. Does it look good? Looks all right. Is it going well with the whole everything is mimics thing? That didn't, from what I saw, that didn't look as terrifying as I'd hoped it would be. Oh, well, I mean... Like, you see them shuffle around, like, oh, look, there's a mimic around here. I wonder what it's turned into. Ah, uh, okay. I'm sure there are some points where you enter a room and, like, that's already a mimic. But yeah, like Dead Space style. Yeah, I was disappointed that you could see them shuffling around and the your HUD would ping them as a mimic. Ah, uh, that's With true. the health bar and everything. I'm sure that, like, later down they'll be like, okay, 
Now we get to have some real fun. Yeah. Or there's a harder difficulty. It's yeah, like, certainly. We don't get it. Anywho, this guy is like, hey, you're going to die because Dio doesn't trust anyone. So he takes off his sunglasses. And his hood. And oh no, he's handsome. God damn, it's always the handsome ones that are the bad all, guys. It's the noticeably handsome ones or the noticeably hideous ones. True. It's never ever anyone of Middle moderate of attractiveness. Yeah, it's never anyone that would join Joker. It's always a one or a ten. <laughs> oh no. All these tentacles start bursting out of her face and her eyes and her mouth and her paws. Yeah, we get this very uh, specific shot of her eye. Yeah, it's pretty gross. One tentacle comes out the bottom, and then another tentacle comes out the bottom, but the other side. Yeah. And you're like, oh no, that's that's, that's not a, that's healthy. a bad scene. That's that's not healthy. That is uh, that's a bad place to be. He's like, Dio trusts no one. I'm Steely Dan, aka Dan of Steel, Dan of the Lovers, of fucking Steel, <laughs> and I'm gonna kill you all. Uh, yeah, there's no way of getting out of this, so um, give up now. Yep. Uh, he's like. Hey. He would never plant a flesh bite in me. Dio and I are tight. Oh, Enya. So Enya. naive. Ah, uh, Enya, that's not how this is going to go. Mm. No. Enya then basically... She's, yeah, she's falsely collapsed. Joseph is standing over her, screaming into her face like, Come on, Dio's awful, right? I need to defeat him. Tell me who... What his stand is like. You believed in him and he put a flesh butt in you. Come on. That phrase that he says, I have to defeat Dio, please tell me, really stuck with me. <laughs> I have to defeat He Dio. has to defeat Dio. He needs to save his daughter. I mean, to be fair... He has a certain yeah. special set of skills. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Would you say that he will find Dio at some point and kill him? Yeah. Ooh. Well, good I luck. would say that. <laughs> One thing's for sure, though. He's taken... His time. This podcast is over. That's it. That's it. I can't work under these conditions. I will not go on until I get my Danish. <laughs> they look back and she's dead and they look back and he's sitting at a cafe drinking some tea. It's like a tiny little espresso cup as yeah. well. Oh, before, we pro- before we progress, let's talk a, g- a bit in general about Steely Dan. Yes, Steely Dan. AKA Dan of Steel. Dan of motherfucking Steel. <laughs> so that's one of the best name changes. Copyright purposes. <laughs> Right? <laughs> it is incredible. I, I immediately thought, oh, it's like China's Superman, you know? Or it's like the shitty knockoff. But it's so good that you're like, I want that. The only one to my mind that really rivals it is one that's going to come many, many years down the line uh, in part seven. Yeah. Uh, in which the stand named um, Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap yeah. is renamed to... Oh, I, I remember this. Filthy Acts at a Reasonable Price. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's so good. Yes. Kudos to whoever did that. <laughs> someone had to go, Steely Dan. In fact, I recently Dan retweeted um, a tweet from someone who met that guy just the other day and was and thanked them for their service. Who? The copyright guy? Chain, the guy behind that name change. Wait, was he like the English translator he guy? He must have or? been, yeah. Can we meet him? Can we go out and meet him? Or tweet him or something? Airfares.patreon.jpg Dot JPEG? Sure, that's how the internet works. <laughs> He's like, hey, I'm... Yeah, Steely Dan uh, is a musician, which... Yeah, Steely Dan's like a band that... Uh, they play like a mixture between like country mm-hmm. and like soul... Reeling in the years or whatever it's Pop. called. Hang on, what was it? <laughs> I, remember, I remember Do It Again because my dad keeps singing it. Uh, yeah, Reeling in the Years. That's it. Do It Again... Uh, do it again, again. My old school, Aja, Josie. Oh, of course, Aja. Aja? As in the red stone of Aja. 
Oh my god, of course! There you go. Yeah. There you go. It all comes full circle. About 12 episodes too late. (laughs) The Redstone of Asia, Steely Dan. And of course, Dan of Steel is kind of a play on words when it comes to Superman's nickname. The Man, Man, of, Man Steel. of Steel. Yes, yes. It's uh, it's basically as though he's a handsome young mofo who can't die. And it's qu- kind of ironic in that he's very physically weak compared to other opponents. Yeah, I quite like this episode in many ways. It's, it's a bit of farcical fun. Yeah, no, it's quite good. It's quite good on many levels. <laughs> let's uh, let's look at our notes for Dan of Steel. Oh, we forgot to read our author's note at the top of the episode. <gasps> do it. I'll do it at the end because I don't want to do it too huge a chunk of just reading in a row. <laughs> okay. The Lovers. The Lovers. Okay, hit me. His isn't a tournament fight, so you can have a weak, tiny enemy right after a huge, powerful enemy. I'd say its appearance is something like the robot from Short Circuit crossed with a tick or a fly. The robot of Short short Circuit, of course, being Johnny Five. Johnny Five? Johnny Five is is alive. Oh. Ah. It's a movie about a robot who gets, like, struck by lightning or whatever and becomes a real boy. (laughs) I'm not a human, but... uh, It's uh, like... It's like Chappie, but without the military subplot or whatever. Yeah. It's like Chappie, but probably better. It's like Chappie, but good? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Okay, so imagine Chappie, or say, a Bicentennial Man. <laughs> now, forget that, Yeah. and replace and it, it with something Imagine good. a good movie about a robot. <laughs> <laughs> One of these days, we should just do an entire episode where we're just like, okay, so now just take this movie that we mentioned, and replace it with something better. Yeah. Like anything. So let's talk about Tarot's as well. Yes. That's the thing we do on this show. Author's note for the listener. Just didn't do my research today. <laughs> We're short on time without having to record away from our usual day because of some schedule shakeups. Yeah, yeah, I've got weird things happening yeah, in my life. Busy time for me at work too. Um, so this is kind of spur of the moment. We are going in hard. Yeah. Going in steely. Going in Dan. The Lovers uh, is the sixth card of the Major Arcana. Ooh. It signifies uh, relating to others, mm-hmm. being sexual. Go on. Establishing personal beliefs and determining values. Okay, it kind of went on like a hill there, and then determining personal values kind of went a bit down. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it works for me. Yeah, well, I guess. Relating, relating to others, that's very much how. You are right, this episode is about symbiosis. Yes. You see, Steely Dan puts his midichlorians in Joseph's <laughs> oh brain. God, no! No, we can't keep bringing it back to midichlorians. <laughs> We've got to do something better. Like. Air bugs. Midichlorians are great. Ugh. Ugh. No. The Lovers is opposed by uh, the Hierophant, signifying <gasps> established beliefs. Ooh. And the Hermit, being alone, not relating, less sexuality. Both of them are used against... I mean, in the sense that their protagonist stands, yes, but Joseph particularly has a, has a rock closer time. relationship with the Lovers yes, in this yes. episode. Yeah, he has a, a more intimate thing. He has... Sort of ran out of steam there. Less sexual, more intimate. It's reinforced by the Empress, which is another card, ah. another stand that had a sort of parasitic relationship, which yeah. signified sexual fulfillment and pleasure. Okay, glad that did not go that way. Uh, that would be very odd. Mm. Mm. The Lovers is one card that's easy to remember. Love and sex are riveting subjects, and as you'd expect, this card represents both. The urge for union is powerful, and in its highest form takes us beyond ourselves. Uh, okay. In readings, it often refers to the relationship that is based on deep love, the strongest force of all. Ooh. More powerful than the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why would you bring it back to the dark I mean, it's true because, you know, <laughs> it's... Just, no, no, 
No, okay. Well, I guess the dark side is kind of linked to possessive love. It's literally what the first three episodes are about, is him being consumed by love and the dark side. Well, it's not so much love as his own sort of warped perception of what love is. Yeah, because he's never had a healthy home life because <sighs> he was a slave and I then guess. inducted into a religious order and manipulated by a man who wanted to turn him into a metal monster. Oh, God. Why don't we just start a podcast where we watch 20 minutes of the Star Wars prequels every week? I mean, we should do a then... podcast where we watch first 20 minutes of the Star Wars prequels every week yeah. and then chronologically work our way through all of the Star Wars, including the Clone Wars and Rebels. Oh, God. Oh, man, that would be, like, rough, wouldn't it? No, it'd be great. I mean, it'd be amazing, but, man, that's a lot of stuff to get through. It's true, that's a lot of Star War. Yeah, it's a lot of Star of the War to get through. Star Wars Day this past week. Maybe you can tell. Maybe you can tell that the fourth was with us. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a Tim Allen grunt? (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, that was good. Where was I? Uh, Something about love being the most powerful... Uh, magic. That's right. The most powerful of Beyblades. The relationship may not be sexual, although it's often it often is or could be. More generally, it represents the attractive force that draws any two entities together, whether people, ideas, events, movements, or groups. Okay. Magnetism. Or brain tick. <laughs> Spoilies. Oh. The lovers can indicate a moral or ethical crossroads, a decision point where you must stand between the high road or the low road, say, killing this man right now, or... Saving your grandfather. (laughs) This card can also represent your personal beliefs because to make such a decision, you must know where you stand. Following your own path can mean going against those who are urging you in a direction that is wrong for you. Ah. Ah, All's falling into place. Sort of. Yeah, alright. Okay. So... So, but we haven't actually got to that point in the episode yet. Yeah, we'll see why soon. Because they're all menacing him like, yeah, we're going to kick you in the teeth, Steely Dan. And Steely Dan is like, I don't think so. Yeah, none of you can defeat me. And then Jojo just flies off the handle and punches him real hard in the head. And then Joseph. First Dan goes flying like through a wall. Oh yeah, true. <laughs> he goes through a window, breaks some wood. Yep. And then at the same time, Joseph flies back. And it looks like he got punched in the head by an invisible fist. We later see he has coughed up a lot of blood. Like a lot. A of lot blood. of blood. Oh. Steely Dan has minor scratches. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, hey, you interrupted me midway through my stand explanation. That's rude. How could you? I See, I put my tiny weak stand in Joseph's brain with okay. a flesh blood bud. A flesh bud. A fesh blood. A fesh bud. Yep. <laughs> I bought this kebab. <laughs> oh, maybe he food poisoned him. <gasps> That's how the stand gets in. <laughs> anyway, yeah. And I'm going to grow that flesh bud in his brain and then it's going to eat him out. That sounds bad. It sounds like a bad time. Bad scene. Bad scene for Joseph Joestar. A negatory set of circumstances. And it also has the effect of, because Stans feel they use his pain and vice versa, Mm -hmm. if you hurt Dan of Steel, then in Joseph's brain, the lovers will feel the pain, lash out, and... He'll actually get hurt. ...damage Joseph's brain, which then, for whatever reason, mimics the exact injury on Joseph. If you die... To a greater degree... If you die in the Jojo, you die in the Bizarre Adventure. That doesn't really apply here. Well, I mean, you know, I tried. (laughs) So they're like, oh no, this is bad. Jotaro is oozing menace in this scene. I just love it so much. Dan cracks his knuckles and Joseph is like, I feel real pain in my artificial hand. It's weird. This phantom pain. Good reference. Nice. Nice. How long did it take you to come up with that one? Nick, I'm good at jokes. God damn it. (laughs) 
There's a character in Yakuza Zero who has a an artificial hand, although it's just like a general prosthetic, mm. and he's like, it stings in the cold. It um, stings or it stings um, in the itches cold in the cold months, and I've learned to ignore it because I got tired of grimacing. But the phantom pain lingers. <laughs> That's pretty good. Thank you, thank you. Digital cigar, for some reason. <laughs> digital cigar. That's what he has. He has a digital cigar. He has a digital cigar? Yeah, I don't, know, I don't know what that means, but that's what he smokes when you want to advance time. Wow, okay. That's weird. <laughs> Remember that it's the 60s as well. 80s. 80s. It's the 80s as well, when digital things totally existed. iDroid. Play all the cassette tapes you want. True, the iDroid. So Jojo is oozing menace. He is oozing menace. He's got those black eyes this whole time. He's standing stock still and just... It's almost like he's vaguely vibrating with rage. (laughs) Uh, Is this the part where he just lurches in? He says he's going to... He goes to murder him. Yeah, he goes to murder him. (laughs) He says, I'm going to kill him so quickly he won't have time to feel pain. And Dan is like, that's a great idea for an idiot. Wow, good work, Jojo. Your favourite colour must be transparent. What are you going to do? Punch a hole right through me? Cut my throat? Or just pick up a rock and bludgeon my head in? Look, I'll get the rock for you, idiot. (gasps) He can even pick up that rock. He's so strong. Steely Dan. He lied. (laughs) Jojo is like, don't underestimate me. When I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. So... He doesn't because Kakuin and Polnareff stop him. Yeah, he goes to throw a punch with Star Platinum and Hierophant Green basically has to wrap his whole body around the arm to stop him. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. Like, because uh, Platinum... is strong. He's, he's very strong. He's just like, hey. It's hey. kind of his thing if you hadn't noticed. It's like, hey, get, get off me. And Hierophant Green's like, no, please stop. Please I'm stop. just a tiny worm man. And then Silver Chariot comes along and is like, no, seriously. Hey guys, I'm stop. Silver Chariot. <laughs> Check out my sword. Swing, swing, swing. <laughs> Look at all this armor that I'm wearing. Dan sucker punches Jojo with that rock he was holding and then like puts it on his head. Uh, Jojo coughs up some blood. Yep. Uh, After Joseph, I'm going to put it into your brain next. Ooh. And Joseph has a bit of like mini meltdown where he's like, oh no, Jojo's being beat up to help me. This is terrible. I remember that time when I was young and I had a poisonous ring put on my heart. Relevant, relevant, sure, mm-hmm. sure. How is it relevant though? That is the real question. Like the enemy within, I guess. Yeah, I guess, yeah. This is yeah. probably the second time that he's had a weird thing just stuck into his body. Yeah. Except this time it's made of energy. Dun, dun, dun. Well, the rings are kind of made. <laughs> it's uh, it's unclear it's exactly unclear. how real they were. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they never put them in there in the first place. Oh, it was just a con. Yeah. Like, oh, we can con this Joseph Joestar fella. He's, he's known for falling for things. Shame that Joseph Joestar flung him into space. Yeah. When Akaz is the only one who didn't do it. He wanted, just wanted to get the red stone oh, yeah, of Steely Dan. Yeah, true. Yeah. It all, all comes, comes full, circle. full circle. And Steely Dan is here now. Reborn from the red stone of Asia. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened, right? <laughs> so they run away. Uh, Joseph, Kakuin, and Polnareff all leg it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Jojo, stay with him and make sure he doesn't do any stupid shit. Oh, because there was also a whole thing where to demonstrate how much more intense the pain is, he gives a nearby kid who's sweeping some money for the kid to hit him in the leg with a broomstick. And then Joseph just almost falls immediately to the ground. Basically, it breaks his leg. Yeah. Because, you know, a kid swinging a broom isn't going to do a great deal of damage to a grown man. Have you ever been hit in the knee by a kid with a broom? Can't say I have. It is rough. I will give it that. And then at one point, the kid does it again. 
wanting more money. Oh, yeah. And he's like, did I say you could do that again? And Backhands him. Which is interesting because it goes to show that even though he's physically weak, he is still apt to physically abuse people who are weaker than him. Yeah. Which is interesting. And that's sort of also the same sort of track his fight takes where he puts them in a situation where they can't hurt him mm. and then just shits all over them. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. I like it. I like this it's episode. A nice, it's a nice little moment that encapsulates the, uh, the greater thematic course of the episode nice mm, yes yeah. nice. so jojo stays with him to make sure he doesn't do any more stupid shit <laughs> and the other guys go find a telly so uh joseph kakuin and polnareff all run away yeah and joseph is all like i'm not gonna let you kill him i'm not i'm not jojo gonna let you is him. yeah jojo's like i'm not gonna let you kill him i don't like he this. says this is important for next episode oh dan was it i will definitely make you pay for this Ooh, okay. And he says, well, while I'm borrowing things then, I'm going to take your wallet and your watch. And Jojo what, just... this is all the money you have? But this is a tag you will watch. This is literally just like, when we were watching it, I was like, Jojo, Jojo, stop. He's Jojo. just standing there letting the guy rob him. Yeah, just like, Jojo, stop, stop doing Jojo. <laughs> He's literally just taking your wallet and your, Jojo, Jojo. And then uh, he cut away. Dan also explained that because his stand is so weak, it has... Incredible range, so they can't just run away and make it disappear. Yeah. It's not like... Um, Star Platinum. Star Platinum, where it's like quite close range, mm. so yeah. It's kind of the exact opposite of that, in many ways. Ah. Yeah. It's physically weak and incredibly... Long. Yeah. <laughs> they find a telly. Then an electronic... The window of an electronic store with a bunch of old CRT... Yes. TVs. New CRT. Tell me more. Well, I mean, CRT came to fruition, like, back in the day. I mean, we're talking, like, 80s is probably good colour TV. Okay. But these are probably quite old CRT TVs. I don't really know what CRT means. It's cathode ray tube. Oh, oh, the, the tube. So when people say the tube is busted. Exactly. Ah. Uh, so the way they would work is you just have, like, uh, a thing that shot out radiation effectively. Cool, cool. And that made things appear on the oh, screen. That's why they, they had all those mutants in the 80s. Yeah, exactly. That's why uh, everyone in this show... <laughs> is enormous. Is enormous, has superpowers, and uh, can see things that other people can't. Right. Because they okay. watch a lot of CRT TV. That makes sense. Yeah. Jojo watched a lot of Columbo, so he got a stand with really precise eyes. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to hermit purple the TV, and then you guys are going to shrink down your stands and put them in my brain and go fight that other stand. Wait, you're going to shrink down the stands? Joseph says something that I wrote down. Where is it? How can it be that I had to see into my own brain? <laughs> oh, yeah. And he looks like completely despondent. Yeah. <laughs> because stands are images and projections of energy, theoretically, they should be able to concentrate and shrink that energy down to a microscopic size. Uh-huh. Go on some sort of stand-tastic journey. Huh. Some kind of bizarre adventure. Fantastic, bizarre adventure. Journey. Huh. Huh. You know the Fantastic Journey? Huh. The, uh, I'm a- this is one of those classic Fantastic Journey stories that you see in every animated sitcom and it's always a really boring episode where someone gets sick and so they have to shrink down everyone else and go and fix, uh, their, fix their problems. Yeah, it's just like uh, the Big Bang Journey. Where- shut up. <laughs> I, have, I have no right to tell you to shut up after the dumb shit I just said, but shut up. Oh, it's so good. But, oh man, I just, I just don't really like that sort of... Fantastic journey. Plot. Yeah, it's I always mean, like, oh no, we need to get out before we get big again. Oh no, we're getting big. Well, I mean, this I did one... Lo- go on. This one hasn't really had a moment of, oh, we only have a certain amount of time. Yeah. It's just been, eh, this is a bit tricky. Yeah, they did say that it takes a lot of concentration at one point. Yeah, so... I did like um, the way they did it in Archer in one episode, where they went in and then they solved the problem. Wait, they got microscopically sized in Archer? Yeah. 
Which mm. one? Season five, maybe? Oh, okay. See, the season after that. Archer Vice. The one where they were spies again, but the whole thing with ISIS was happening, so they weren't referring to their spy agency name at all. Right, okay. Season six, I think. Anyway, yeah, yeah. um... So they solve the problem with the guy, mm-hmm. but then before they can get out, they their ship returns to normal size. So that makes a mess. Oh no. That's beautiful. Of course Archer would have to do that, wouldn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, they shrink down their, their stands and enter Joseph's ear and cut through th- Yeah. So they talk about how they have to cut through the membrane in his ear to enter a blood vessel, but it'll be fine. It's microscopic. Yeah. It'll be fine. They make the cut and Joseph says immediately. Oh my god, I don't feel so well. <laughs> I mean, that might have something to do with the fact that they just cut open a bit of your memory. He's going to get an brain. inner ear infection. Oh no! Oh. He's not going to be able to balance very well. He won't be able to drink normal milk again. Is that a thing? Yeah. I think my sister had it, where if you drink too much normal milk, uh, you get... What is normal infection. milk? Like non-soy milk. Right. Okay, like cow's milk. Yeah. Dog milk. Yeah. Dog milk? <laughs> Ooh. I'm sure they do it in some parts of the world, I bet. They have to. They don't have cows. <laughs> I'm just thinking how you'd actually get dog milk now. Same way you get it from a cow. Milk the dog. Yeah. You only get like that much though. Like a tiny little I, bit. I mean, enough to feed a full litter. Yeah, true. True. If you have enough dogs. There was that episode of The Simpsons where they were milking rats, if you recall. Milking rats? Yeah. The, the mob. Oh, that's right. That's a good episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> which is not what this show is about. It's a good show though. Hmm. Back at Steely Dan. He's like, okay, Joseph, follow me and just let me be a shit to you for a while. Jodoro, rather. And uh, is like, you son of a bitch. So they come to this ditch, this drainage ditch. Yeah. And he's like, huh, a drainage ditch. I could walk over there to that bridge, or I could jump down and strain my ankle, hmm. potentially hurting Joseph Joestar. I don't really want to do either of those things. Hey, Jodoro, would you be my bridge, please? So then we get the best close-up ever of Jotaro surrounded by fire yeah. with just black eyes. He's just like, hmm. I said make yourself into a bridge, you ridiculous bastard. <laughs> he says. Uh, so he does. Wait, doesn't he refuse first? Oh yeah, and then Steely Dan kicks his leg into... Pretty gently looking yeah. into some sort of... Little pole. Yeah. Bollard. Safety barrier thing. And Joseph loses his concentration as his leg buckles in pain. He's like, oh, what is that Jotaro doing? That scamp. That's what's ridiculous he up to? Bastard. Putting me through unimaginable pain. Oh. So, yes, eventually Jojo becomes the bridge. Uh, he just, like, lies down. He stretches out his fingers and his toes so that he's forming a bridge across the gap. Yeah. It's a good thing he's so tall. <laughs> if he wasn't, uh, Joseph might be dead. Dan takes great joy in walking across Jojo and starts, like, jumping up and down on his back. I think he even sits down for a bit. Yeah, he just kind of, like, really pushes his heels. Jojo is just tallying up one more thing he's going to beat this guy for. <laughs> Just like, I swear to God. That's basically the end of the episode. Yeah, because oh, they we, go... we get a shot of the guys, yeah, flying through his blood stream. And they're like, ah, oh, it's taking a lot of concentration to stay this small. But we'll get there. And they fly on through. On this fantastic journey. Oh, it's a bizarre adventure. I mean, really, the journey to Egypt is a bit more fantastic. <laughs> it is a bit more fantastic. Well, that's more grand. Or bizarre. Yeah. I mean, it is a bit more bizarre than, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, we've shrunk down and have to cut through this man's membrane. <laughs> Into the blood-brain barrier we go. Anyway, um... Yeah, and yeah. then we get a shot of uh, Dan of Steel walking away with Jotaro behind him. And Jotaro does not look pleased. Nope. He's having a, a bad day. He's having a tanty. He is having a mad tanty. 
I think he's like, but I don't want to do it. He's just scheming the ways that he could kill him. Yeah. I can pick up this rock and bludgeon your brain. <laughs> do you think, I guess we'll get into this in your prediction segment. Okay. But do you think this could go, get to a point where Jojo just loses his temper? He's like, I am just going to kill you. Like, fuck it. <laughs> Screw Joseph. I don't know. I just hate you that much. I mean, if he wanted to do that, he'd already have done it though. That's yeah, the but, thing. you know, death by a thousand cuts to his temper. True, true. He could just pick up the rock and be like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not even going to have a Stan do it. I'm going to do it. And just go full mano a mano. Well, because Stans can phase through physical stuff, stuff, he should just put his hand into his head and squeeze his brain. <laughs> but then what would the tick do? If he does it fast enough, hopefully he would just die. Ooh. So, so fast that he wouldn't feel pain. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Maybe that's what he'll do. Nick, highlights and lowlights for this episode. Oh, God, there are so many highlights. I have a highlight in mind, if you wouldn't mind. Okay, go for it. My highlight is definitely haggling for Donica Rats. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, my God. Now, if you ever go to Pakistan, do you feel like you would know what to do a bit better? Well, apparently they use yen there, so that's a good start. <laughs> that's a good start, yeah. Yeah. Do you think uh, you'd ask for too little? Oh, well, first I would wait for him to ask for too much. Otherwise, uh, I'm just not following the procedure. Of course, of course. Yeah, you need to have that etiquette down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'll, I'll make sure that I ask for a price so insultingly low I even feel bad about it. Oh, good. How low are we talking? Mm, depends. Well, for five dollar kebabs? Yeah. Maybe 250 yen. Oh, shit. That is, that is actually insulting. That's like, what, 2.5 cents? No, that's $2.50. Is think, it? Okay. I think, I think but the way that I'm I not good at converting... Good. I'm pretty sure the way it works is you think of it as, like, 100 yen is a dollar. Okay. I think. That's how I always see it. It's obviously a bit different. It's, probably, it's more like a dollar. Well, especially since is... we're dealing with Australian dollars rather yeah. than US dollars, which I think it's more broadly analogous to. Yeah. Then but... it would be, like, a dollar thirty okay. to 100 or something. Oh, okay. Like I thought it was a bit more but, than that. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, neither am I. Yeah. Even so, a thousand yen would be, like, ten bucks, which is not bad. But yeah, because as we've discussed at the start of the show and probably in it, I think I've been playing Yakuza lately where, of course, everything is in yen. Yeah. Likewise in Persona 5, which I've also been playing. So, you know, you go to the burger bar and you order a burger mm. uh, and that costs, I don't know, 800 yen. Shit, that's not bad. So th- you're saying that'd be about eight bucks? I think so. Because okay. I thought it might, I thought it would be like a game pricing coming in. Like, oh, of course, yeah. in this video game, I'm playing $80 for this burger or whatever. <laughs> no, no, um... Because Kieran, who's in Japan right now... Friend of the show, Kieran. Uh, he basically... I don't think he makes a lot of money, but everything <laughs> is super cheap. So you can buy a full bento for like $1.50. Pretty good. It's not the highest quality of bento, but you can yeah, buy a but full it bento. keeps you eating. Exactly. I think he once came home with an 80 cent ramen bowl. And he was like, this is incredible. I just bought a full bowl of ramen for like 80 cents. This is the greatest country. <laughs> Did he feel that way when he started eating it too? Um... More or less? Sure. He was like, you know what? It's 80 cents, but it's damn good rum. Nick, what's your highlight? Um, I want to say Jotaro just wanting Wanting to to kill him. Yeah. Like in every single instance when he was like, hey, Jotaro, you idiot. He just looks angrier. He's got those black eyes, which save on the animation budget, I assume. Yeah. Also the, um, the giant neck of Jotaro that I noticed. Like you remember, uh, when he's looking at Steely Dan just before he becomes the bridge? Yes. Uh, we get a close-up of his face, of Jotaro's face. Oh, and as he's, like, clenching his jaw. Yeah. And his neck is, like, bigger than his head. Neck is bigger than my head. His neck is bigger than a lot of things. (laughs) His neck is bigger than most dogs, I imagine. But yeah, just that. (laughs) Kill a dog with that neck. (laughs) But yeah, just him getting angrier and angrier and angrier. 
lowlights. Hmm, lowlights. I suppose the, it had to end. <laughs> oh, Shut up. I was so ready for like... It, d- it does cut off a bit abruptly, doesn't it? It does. Where you're like, oh, yes, this is gonna... What? In retrospect, you do waste a lot of time learning how to hack a liver kebabs. No, it's not wasted. <laughs> okay, spent there wisely. You there you go. No, um, I think it's probably gonna be just how long it takes for everything to kind of happen. Yeah. It's a bit slow-paced. Yeah, the, um... I feel like Enya's death kind of dragged out a bit. Yeah, it did, where it's just like, more tentacles! More screaming and flailing in pain. And then, uh, the explanation of the stand power was kind of like, okay, but then it was kind of like, oh, did you forget that this is how it worked? And it was like, yeah, I I didn't forget. I haven't forgotten. Don't worry. It's been like ten minutes. (laughs) To be fair, because this is based on a serialised manga, at times that may have been like, this is the new chapter now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Though I, you know, I don't know how many... I didn't note down how many chapters this episode covered. Time to scrap it all and start again. (laughs) Uh, We are very professional here. We are very professional. I'll figure it out later. Okay. You just added in before and just like, shh, this wasn't recorded before. Low... We've done lowlights, yes. Um, Your lowlight. Oh, my lowlight. Yeah. Oh, I said Enya's death. Did you? Oh, I meant to. Oh. Enya's death. Yeah, I feel like it was dragged out a bit. Yeah. All right. Hey, Nick. What? Got a question for you. What do you want, you ridiculous bastard? (laughs) No, it's taken me, taken me a lot of courage to work up the nerve to ask this. Oh, you, you seem frazzled. I want to know, uh-huh. what do you think is going to happen next time on Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 3, Status Crusaders? Oh, God. In the episode entitled, The Lovers Part 2. Uh, I think it's going to be a conclusion to The Lovers Part 1. That makes sense. Yep. What do you think is going to happen? Um, so, they're in his brain. They're in his brain. They're also in his brain. Yes, they are. Ooh. Jojo is stuck with a jerk who's taken out his Napoleon complex on him. Yeah. Okay, well, obviously, Jojo is angry. That That, tracks. Yeah, that much we know. I don't know if he's actually going to succumb to, like, just punching him in the head. He's not going to succumb to Dan's taunts. Yeah, I don't think so. I think Seely Dan's going to keep being an arsehole Mm -hmm. in more and more obtuse ways. So, like, it starts off as, become a bridge. And then I'll be like, hey, why don't you be a cat for me? Oh, yeah. And then Jojo will be like, hey, kids, I'll pay you money to punch this guy. Yeah, no. Jojo, let them punch you. There's a great bit in, um... Venture Brothers, yeah. where this there are these d- two dumb side characters called Billy and Pete, who are sort of terrible super scientists, and mm. they get their first nemesis, who is also like a massive nerd and collector of, you know, um, like sci-fi I thought you were memorabilia. Cards, okay. And in order to get something back, the ball from some music video, I think, or something, he says, I'll give it back if you eat this jar of pennies. <laughs> Eat the pennies, quiz boy. <laughs> eat the pennies, Jotaro. D- does he eat the pennies? He doesn't eat the pennies. Oh, come on. I don't think he eats the pennies. Maybe you're remembering But right? even his friend is just like, come on, eat the stupid pennies. <laughs> it's like one of those situations where you're just like, hey, why don't you just do this ridiculous thing? Like, I'm not going to do the ridiculous thing. And then your friend Smash comes over. Too. And it's like, Liam, I, I don't want to be the one to tell you this, but we don't go forward until you eat those damn pennies, <laughs> yeah. all right? Yeah, so I don't think he's going to punch him in the head. Nope. With Star Platinum yet. So he's going to eat the pennies. I think he's going to keep... Maybe, maybe Steely Dan is going to try and hurt himself in more obtuse ways. Oh, yeah. So he's going to be like, hey, look, Catch me, Jojo, catch me. Yeah, like, oh, there's a truck coming. Be a shame if I were to yoink. And then Jojo will have to save him with Star Platinum. Hurting himself in the process. Hmm, yeah, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, or something to that effect where it becomes more and more risky. And what about with the guys in Joseph's brain? 
Uh, I reckon they'll find the stand and then the stand will start talking back to them and be all like, haha, you didn't realize that I was a Power I'm, Ranger. I'm villain. a bug man. Yeah, basically. Watch like, out for my tendrils. Ow. And then as they, you know, attack him, he'll be like, huh, don't you get it? If you attack me, you're attacking Joseph's brain because he's holding onto that weird vein or, oh, yeah. or nerve or something. Mm-hmm. So he'll be like, if you attack me, snippy, snippy. <laughs> so they'll be like, oh, I guess we're just in here now then. Yeah, basically. So I don't think it's going to be quite so simple as reach the thing, kill the thing. Okay, how do you think they'll uh, they'll get one over on old Dan of Steel? Or will they? Will he kill Joseph? It might be that uh, they hit Joseph in the head to make him fall over. <laughs> like make the stand fall over. Yeah, actually, maybe it'll be like if they hit Joseph, it hurts. <laughs> so it goes two ways. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's a bi-directional thing. So Jojo does one of those punch flurries on Joseph and Dan of Steel just gets... Absolutely decimated. dust. Yeah. Yeah. I, I reckon it probably won't work out that way. <laughs> but, like, if they hit Joseph in the head, uh, it'll, like, loosen the stand from that right. thingy. He'll fall over and they'll be like, now I can cut you to pieces. And he'll be like, no, finally I wasn't so physically weak. Who knew that my physical weakness would be my one weakness? Dear God. Uh, yeah. Okay. I reckon that's how that's going to go down. Let's take us out. I'm going to uh, read that author's note from... Volume 4 of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, Phantom Blood. Ooh. My most valuable possession? That would be the 900 yen notebook. My diary for the two months between June and August 1979. I started this diary after reading the published diary of some writer. (laughs) When I read this diary now, my past self, my friends from the past are all in there. I find it interesting and I move to the point of tears. Oh. Oh, that's very sweet. That's nice. That's very sentimental of you. How much did it cost again? 900 yen. So it was just his diary, this 900 yen notebook. Yep. Hmm. Huh. Start a diary, kids. Yeah. 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 I have a diary. Why aren't you? Eat the diary, kids. Eat the diary. Eat the diary. (laughs) Anything else we do on this show? Um, well, I was about to say eat the dairy, but, uh, Mm. yeah, that's not quite good. Yoga dads. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, hombres, that about does it for us in this episode of JoJo's World. Until next time. To be continued. That was very powerful. It was very... I am very powerful. I'm like Star Platinum. (laughs) If only you could punch everything. Yeah. With my voice. With these golden pipes. Golden pipes? That's what what radio people sometimes call, like, their good radio voices. Oh, so they're like the golden ears. I've actually been underperforming a bit today, I felt like. Oh, Oh, that's a shame. You need a big, you need a Joseph. Not Joseph. I need to drink drink more water is what it is. Yeah, you need to drink more water. That's it. Anywho. To be continued. Or is it? Shit. Um, yes, so... Probably going to be having a week off next week. We'll try to find some time. But if we can, recording an episode coming out next week will be a pleasant bonus and not something to expect. (laughs) Yeah, it might be five minutes of Liam singing, hello, my honey, hello, my baby, hello, my ragtime gal. Well, what I mean to say is we'll see if we can find time to record, but it's looking unlikely at this stage. Yeah. Unless engineering suddenly decides to not exist. Hmm. That would be great, actually. Nuclear war. (laughs) If there's a nuclear winter, that would be peachy. You know, sometimes patrolling the Mojave makes you wish for a nuclear winter. (laughs) (sighs) All six people that got that reference are laughing. To be continued. To be continued. At the end of it, you get into a fight atop Millennium Tower, the big new construction development, and then it explodes. (laughs) And that happens in basically every game. Oh, god damn it. And normally someone kidnaps your daughter to lure you up there. Uh, But then at the end of Yakuza 4, 
all the four protagonists get together for the first time, they're like, okay, there's a lot of bad guys out there who have been messing with us over the course of the game. Hmm. Let's get the six billion yen or whatever it is uh, that <clears throat> Akiyama has in his secret vault because he's a money lender with a lot of money and yeah. he doesn't charge interest because he's a billionaire. <laughs> of course, of course. And put all that in a big pile on top Millennium Tower <laughs> and put the word out by dropping flyers from a helicopter and then all of our enemies will be drawn out of the woodwork by that money and then we can beat them up <laughs> thereby solving all of our personal problems. I mean, I need to play these games. Pipes. There's a great sub-quest in Zero where um, you're playing as Majima, the guy who's basically the Joker. Hmm. Um... Except it's a prequel, so he's not quite there yet. Okay. Uh, and he sit down, you sit down in a bar with this guy and have a really frank discussion about the purpose, means to implement, and uh, best way to go about increasing sales tax. Okay. Just a long conversation about taxation. <laughs> it's like the Star Wars prequels. Oh, Jesus. It's like you walk in there and you're like, I didn't sign up for the Trade Federation. Well, you find a bunch of people who are going to beat this guy up because he's one of he's one of the politicians who's talking about introducing the sales tax. I see. And you're like, okay, that sucks, but don't beat him up. And then you do that and he's like, hey, I like your perspective. Let's go to a bar and talk about tax. <laughs> and you do. And it goes for like 10 minutes. Oh my God. Why? What? I mean, it sounds riveting. And then Truly you leave there and you go to Club Sega and play Space Harrier or something. Yep. Or you go to a karaoke bar. Yeah. Or you go to the disco or the batting cages. Or the strip clubs mm-hmm. or your or just a regular cafe. Well, they're not strip clubs. They're hostess clubs. Oh, sorry. Hostess clubs. Do they have maid cafes? I don't think so. They have a lot of hostess clubs, though. Yeah, they would. They would. It's Japan. They have to have. There's a real estate game in Zero, but I haven't got to it yet. Because Kiryu gets kicked on? out of the Yakuza yeah. uh, and becomes a real estate agent for a while, I think. <laughs> and then he becomes the dragon. <laughs> yeah. The real estate dragon. Maybe that's where he got his name. It's just because he's a real estate dragon. Not because he's a merciless Yakuza killer. So the long and short of it is, if you see a guy in a grey suit, don't pick a fight with him. Yeah, don't fuck with him. You want to talk about JoJo's? Sure, why not? That's all going in, right? That, that's all B-roll. That oh, is man, all that's gold. Kinda... Wait, hang on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 